You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 368. You're listening to The Lively Show. This podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. I am so excited to be speaking with you. I am off the cruise ship. I am in the flow of life here in Sydney, and I have so many updates for you and a little bit more flow diaries in terms of how my life has been flowing, what's been showing up in my life, and something that I think might be able to help others as well. And also, I have some really exciting new opportunities that are brand new. Basically, this is kind of a peek into what we've been cooking up on Team Lively in the last several months leading into the new year and what to look forward to in 2023 through Team Lively. So let's get started. Before I get into the flowy part, I want to also say right at the start, because this is happening this week that the episode's airing. So it's kind of time sensitive, we have IVFT for free. So if you want to try IVFT for free, it's a two-part series. There are two calls. One will be on Tuesday the 13th and the other is Thursday, December 15th, where I'll be doing a little Q&A chat for anybody that's thinking about doing IVFT in January 16th with us. If you're interested in your intuitions failing, it's a fit, but your mind wants to spend more time with me to learn what it's going to be like and also listen and learn from other IVFT graduates. On that Thursday call, graduates will be coming there to answer any questions that you might have in order to, you know, kind of feel into, does this feel like a community that I want to be a part of? Do I want to do the training? It's seven weeks long. You can use it personally or you can use it professionally. The choice is yours. We have, I think, 174 different IVFT graduates worldwide. It's incredible. I'm so excited. These people's lives have changed. I just did a call for the graduates, an open call, caught up with about 20 of them live on the call. It was so good to see how they're doing and how their lives are changing in the process of following their intuition and living in this deeper, more transformational way with releasing all those beanbags they've had in the past as well. It's really, really incredible and I'm excited to share it with you. So if you want to join the free calls, they're over at justlively.com slash IVFT for free. So that's where you can go and you can get those recordings if you've missed them on Tuesday and Thursday. That's totally fine. You can still go and get the recordings as well after those little sessions have happened. So if you're catching this at the end of December or into January, you're welcome to go still watch those calls if you'd like to. All right, time for some flow diaries, catch up, team lively flow, basically. You've heard a lot about my personal flow in our previous episode, but this is the flow of kind of team lively over the last year, actually. One of the elements of team lively that's kind of an accelerate, it's kind of like the sister to team lively is the foundation. You could say it's, you know, obviously it's an extension of, but it it is a separate entity. The Lively Community Foundation has been something we've done for four years. Nishi has been our incredible foundation director for all of those years. She's been working with me, and I have been so thankful to have her in my life and the foundation in my life and all the people, Kat, Izzy, Ella, that have been helping her make the foundation possible and others. But what we've been doing over those years is giving 10% of our revenue from Team Lively into the foundation. In the four years, I got some statistics from Nishi out of curiosity. So here's some stats if you're curious. We have 25 grantees who have received grants for getting rapid transformational therapy training, that RTT hypnotherapy that I love so much. I gave 25 grants to the foundation, two people 
so that they would help people who have experienced extreme trauma in their lives. And over 475 clients so far, I think we'll probably get over 500 clients, will have received free hypnotherapy for issues like sexual abuse, physical abuse, PTSD, refugees from the war, like you name it, there's somebody that's been helped by us. We've worked over these four years in so many different sectors for clients and so many different topics and helped so many different people release the heavy trauma that's happened to them. Just because something's happened to them, it doesn't need to define the rest of their lives. And with RTT and with any kind of hypnotherapy training, I just preference and prefer RTT because I think it's so effective for releasing trauma. I just want to help them so that they're not stuck in their mind reliving those kinds of experiences the rest of their lives. I can't stop things from happening to people, obviously, but I can help clean up the mental mess that becomes the neural wiring to those experiences. RTT is the best thing I found to help the person move forward, heal, and live a beautiful life after difficult experiences as best as possible. So that has been a huge and probably the pivotal piece of the foundation. As well, in 2022, I want to thank every person who's been a part. And Lucy, program director for The Living Room. The Living Room, as you may have heard about us talking about, or maybe you've taken one of the classes. Look at this alignment. As I look at these numbers, it's so interesting how aligned it is. We're not trying to find aligned numbers, guys. You know, I love aligned numbers, but they're just fun and pretty kind of in terms of how numbers can be like a pretty color. A pretty number is to me one that has a pattern or repetition in it. The Living Room to this point has had 133 dropping classes this year. It's been where IVFT graduates, Inner Voice Facility, training graduates have taught through the living room. I've paid them through the living room. The facilitators have gotten paid through the living room to teach the public for free. 133 different classes have happened and 11 courses. That is incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the IVFT facilitators who have taught those classes and courses. Lucy for putting everybody into the the mix and kind of finding that right mix with Nishi so that we can help and support. I'm so honored that all of those classes have happened. We also have had, get this number, 12,200 registrants for these classes. 12,200 people in the public have hopefully been able to release beanbags live in the calls, live in the classes. By the way, if you're listening, emotional beanbags, <laughs> not physical beanbags, but I call those as like emotional bits of stuck energy, you could say, in the body. So people have been doing those classes, releasing those beanbags, tapping into their inner voice for free, thanks to the IVFT facilitators leading those classes. I'm so honored and impressed and proud of the classes you guys have come up with. The facilitators have been really creative in terms of the classes that they've been teaching. They've taught things like, I love the holiday ones. This one's so creative to me. The December season has this theme on relationships and there's stuff like going home to the holidays and how to use your inner voice to navigate if your family might be a difficult one to navigate or certain family members can be difficult and challenging at times. How to navigate that, how to have peace and deadlines with your holiday season and your small business. Like There's so many specific and real world topics that the facilitators have picked and chosen. Coming up, I'll share more. We're going to do a new website next year. And this is one of my biggest pieces of my heart is putting this living room library together of all these classes and courses so that future people can still take the recorded classes that we've done this year 
and use them in their own lives. I'm hoping to make this as fun and easy to navigate and dive into for people that are interested in getting all the access to this wonderful wisdom that's been shared over the last year. So thank you, thank you, thank you for the foundation. Thank you, Nishi, who's really been the spearhead for this for so long. I and Nishi have been feeling into the foundation this whole year, though, as far as flow goes, that it was time to wrap up the foundation or at least transition into something different. I say this, it's 8.44 a.m. It's aligned. Even as I say this, it's alignment. I kind of knew, but I didn't know what would replace the foundation. However, I knew this feeling because when we previous to the foundation, I was giving 10% of revenue. We were building schools through Pencils of Promise in Ghana, Guatemala, and Laos. We did that with Pencils of Promise, built three whole classes, schools. Really, it's like two classrooms. It's like for a school that needs classrooms because oftentimes the place is where these Pencils of Promise schools are going in are in very high-need communities in those countries. I remember going to Ghana and doing the ribbon cutting for the Ghana school, and literally they had like a pigsty was one of the nurseries. And so then they had an actual set of classrooms to use. So they had four walls. They could go to school year round, even during the rainy season, et cetera. So Pencils of Promise was dear to my heart for so many years. But then I had the same kind of feeling at the end of that, that as I was going into the next phase, it's like something's going to change. I think it's time to do something in-house after we built the schools and got through all the three locations they were doing and helping them with the programming for that, I was feeling into it. And I was like, yep, there's a transition happening. The foundation was that transition. And that's what we've been doing, like I said, for the last four years. And in this year, I was like, you know what? I have a feeling something new is coming to life, but I don't know what that is. And it only became clear at the end of my time in London this summer, the idea kind of piece by piece, just dropped in through conversations and different little things. And I'm so excited to share. So as the foundation is wrapping up, as we wrap up the living room library, as we wrap up the RTT grants and all of those things for the remainder of this year, we are moving into dun, 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 drum roll, please. I think this is so exciting because this is so relevant to you guys, to the public, the Beauty of Life series. Okay, the Beauty of Life series is going to be a podcast, The Lively Show series here on the show. It's going to bring me back to the show weekly with two participants through this series who could be you as you're listening. Two of these people probably listening to this episode right now will become the two participants for the Beauty of Life series. What is the Beauty of Life series, you ask? It is about transforming the world of these two participants from the inside out. It is modeling inner and outer change in the real world. So I haven't had guests on the show for a very, very long time. You may have noticed I have the collective, which I dearly love, but I haven't had humans on the show for a very, very long time. Occasionally, I'll have an IVFT facilitator or some kind of inner voice related guest, but I haven't had thought leaders like I have had in the past. I've had literally world-renowned speakers, thought leaders, authors, TED Talk, you name it. You know, you probably remember some of them if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, but It wasn't what I felt going forward as I kept growing and expanding in consciousness, felt like the highest content to share with you guys. I said that at 11.11 on the clock of this recording, so of course, it wasn't the highest content I could continue to share. Yes, those amazing speakers and thought leaders are dear, wonderful humans that so many people on the planet appreciate, I as well, but it just wasn't the kind of content that I wanted to share here because you can get those kind of access to those people and their speaking and everything anywhere. It just didn't feel inspiring to me over the time. I'd rather just share and deepen my connection one-on-one with you, I felt, over the years, and share what 
what I was going through and growing through from like kind of a guinea pig perspective, sharing my Abrahamster years. And I was into Abraham Hicks and throwing that, you know, pedal to the metal. What happens if you just really live everything they're speaking about? You know, it's been a journey. You've probably been on with me for some length of time, long or short. But the guest side of it, it just didn't feel, I know it's so weird to say, but inspiring thought leader people on a pedestal speaking engagement thing didn't feel inspiring to me to share anymore. (laughs) It didn't feel like what I wanted to bring. If I think about how I approach this community, I could like just start crying because I care about you guys so much. And there's nothing about what I do that I would ever want to bring you the less and the highest and best I can possibly feel into supporting you with. And What I'm excited about is the beauty of Life Series is literally the answer to my mind and my heart's desire, which is I have no problem having guests on the show, but I want those guests to be the best and highest I think I can offer to you. And what I find so beautiful about this, what this new program is going to be, is that it's you growing alongside your peers It's showing somebody in this community, two people really, because it's going to be every other week, I'm going to work with these two people bi-weekly, which means every other week I'll be working with one and then the other, one and then the other. And you're going to hear their journeys on the show. So the people that receive this, I guess you could say like get to be the participants are going to get four free months of working with me bi-weekly every other week. And those sessions, those coaching sessions, I guess you could call them, those hot seats are going to be about an hour long. We'll see how, you know, there's kind of like we're fleshing this out as we flow into it, but I'm guessing the sessions will be about an hour long every other week working with this person to help them deepen into their inner voice, release any emotional beanbags they might have coming up on any and all aspects of their lives that we can help them in the best and highest way for the next four months. There'll be two people. So we'll have two different stories, journeys, set of experiences, set of mental two toys, as I like to say. I'm just so excited to be able to show people walking the walk, that growth is not linear, that it's not always perfect, it's not always easy, but that it's beautiful. And that going on the inside, the tagline for this is transform your world from the inside out. So the first part of this is those four months working with me on the inner world, the beauty of beautifying the inner world. The inner world is so essential. It is where we're living from and into this world and then therefore creating in this world is from this inner place. So of course, we want to have all those emotional beanbags that are possibly there ready to be released in a safe and highest way. We're going to release those. We're going to kind of do a overhaul on the inside, so to speak, not in a negative way, in a gentle, beautiful uplifting way for these participants. And at the end of it, the Bella Lively version of me is so excited to say, we're going to give them an outer makeover as well. This is like all my Oprah Winfrey show dreams come true. (laughs) Because growing up, I was insanely inspired by Oprah Winfrey, as many I'm sure listening to this were as well, possibly. And for me, I loved all of her spiritual stuff and all of those makeovers. I would get so excited to see people transform on the outside as much as the inside. It wasn't to me in my joyness, my joy meter registered just as strongly watching the makeover shows as the deeper like Eckhart Tolle series. I love both. I am an embodiment of both. I love beauty so much in the physical world. And I find that as I have transformed my inner world so much in so many seasons of my life, that as that happens, the outer world changes also. Just as you guys heard in the flow series, 
series last week for many logistical world reasons, but also on an energetic space. I gave away all my possessions in Portugal to all my friends, and I have two suitcases of stuff, mostly with stuff that I curated from my time in London as I was transitioning into Bella anyways. Now, don't worry. If you're a participant to the show, you don't have to get get rid of everything. You don't have to change your name. (laughs) We're going to find the best expression of what this looks like for you. But if it's a home space, if it's a clothing space, if it's a physical like hair and makeup style, I'm not sure. Each person, I think we're going to find a different way of expressing that outer transformation to reflect what's happened on the inside of that person. So there's going to be a makeover, which I love. And I've been studying all these makeover things. I'm not going to be like telling the person what to do, but hopefully being in support and guidance. And if we can find any professionals that might be a more supportive guidance for something in their reality that can help support them in their transformation on the outside, I'm all about that too. So anyways, this person or two people really are going to be kind of love bombed. I don't like the word bombed, but you get the idea. We're going to literally love them through the next four months as a community. So if you're a participant, you're getting the gist. You're going to get a lot of support from me, the community at large, cheering you on as you transform whatever is happening in your life right now. And then you get an outer makeover of some kind. There's a question mark to that because I think that the type of makeover that will be best representative of your transformation will become clear through working with you. So it's kind of question marked because it's like open-ended into what would be the best and highest for you. So anyways, I am so deeply, deeply excited because to me, this hits all the marks. I get to come back to the show in a regular way check. I don't have to be in my head beforehand preparing and thinking all of the time, what is the best and highest thing I can share on the show? I know that the transformation of these people living their regular lives and being vulnerable and open on the community is the best and highest thing. And it's showing as you're listening to these episodes, you may actually hear your own inner voice answer one of the questions that they may get from their own inner voice, or maybe something that they're dealing with and how we approach it together the person and I on the call could help you in that part of your life. Or maybe there's a beanbag release that that person has live on the call. Well, not live, like it's going to be a live stream. It's going to be edited to the show. So it won't be live in that sense, but it will be, you know, you're going to hear them release beanbags. As they're doing it, you might have a beanbag in the same area and be able to release it yourself. So it's a way of, I guess you can say, modeling the beanbag releasing through the show Uh, because I don't believe you can actually teach it in like a step one, step two, step three. You have to be in the experience. But because the other participant is in the experience live with me, you may naturally be able to release your beanbags if there are any that come up that might relate to the one they're going through. So I just feel like this is also, from all the coaching I've done over the years, there's the hot seating, which I will do for four to six hours with different people in shorter bursts, obviously not hour-long sessions with each individual person, but the people that are in the class learn so much from watching and learning from the other people talking in the class. So this is just so inspiring to me. To me, these are the people I want to have. It's basically you. It's going to be two of you on the show. So if you want to apply for this and your intuition is saying yes to this, please go over to JessLively.com slash beauty of life. 
beauty of life slash beauty of life. That is where you can put your application in. It's basically a few questions to answer and then a one page maximum. If you're more of a writer, that'll be a way to share. But also if you want to just talk it out, you can do the video. We'd like to see a video just so I can get a sense of who the person might be under six minutes. And there's a little bit of guidance on how to craft that video. It does not need to be six minutes long. Three minutes is fine, whatever it needs to be. But under six minutes is how we can get your and receive your applications. So thank you so much for listening to that. I hope that you guys like it. I'll still be coming in on solo episodes as I feel inspired to as well. But coming into January, in January, I guess through April, we'll be working with these two clients in the Beauty of Life series. And I just so excited because I feel like the expression of me 12 no, actually 14 years as a jewelry designer and all of this work through the inner voice and the wisdom and the beanbag releasing and all of the work I've done in the last, let's say, 10 years on this kind of space. It's like melding it all together. It's taking design, which I love so much. And so many people in this community too are designers, creators. There's kind of like those two aspects of me that like stationary designers and creators and makers are such a big part of this community. And also coaches and people with tapping or RTT or Reiki or, you know, coaching of some kind or teachers or principals, nurses. There's so many people in a field of support, especially on the inner world for people. And there's so many people creating beautiful things in the space that it makes perfect sense that even my own life being this way itself to express that and show that beauty and consciousness coexist and are extensions of one another. And we all know that mass consciousness has this tendency to kind of make spirituality shuns the physicality. You know, spirituality is about going beyond. And yes, it is about going beyond because really the physicality is an expression from consciousness, but it kind of gets mixed up. Yes, it needs to be considered, you could say, and to a degree like unimportant. You know, you can't be distracted by the physicality to get into your consciousness. But once your inner world is organized in a more cohesive way without all those beanbags cluttering the space, like your inner space being cluttered is not a pleasant way to live life. But once you keep living and you have a pleasant inner space, it of course wants to express in the physicality. It doesn't have to always look the same. Like Eckhart Tolle's expression of beauty doesn't have to look at all like Bella Lively's expression of beauty. Uh, What we appreciate and our tastes are completely different. So of course, and our preferences or even our you know, some people are more physically inclined, some are more visually inclined, some are more auditorially inclined or kinetically inclined. There's different expressions of consciousness in different souls coming through different human characters. So for me, the visual expression and the inner expression, but of all the senses to stay on this planet after all that deep work, to me, the beauty of the five senses, the sensuality of the five senses, putting it in proper perspective, there's no greater joy than once you know that nothing's real (laughs) and you're still here, you're like, well, what's the point? To enjoy it, to have fun with it, and to appreciate the five senses that make this reality so unique. But of course, never making that more important or overcovering or outshining the inner reality. It's from the inside out, and then you can have it all. 
It's just most people were looking on their outsides to fill up their insides. And that's, again, why for this work, even in The Beauty of Life, we have four months of inner work and then a makeover at the end. It's like the icing on the cake. But first, we're going to bake the cake because without the cake, there's no place to put the frosting in the first place. Or if you just eat the frosting, it's not quite as satisfying. She says that she eats frosting out of a cup in Chicago 10 years ago. (laughs) But anyways, you get the point. I'm so excited for this. I hope you are too. I hope you love supporting and listening and following along on the journey of these people that are literally just like all of us, just like you, literally one of the community growing in the reality they're in, not going to the Himalayas. They're going to be on Zoom twice a month with me. Like that's doable. That's attainable for so many people. They just need to go inside of their inner voice and release the beanbags that might be stopping them from wanting to do that and having some guidance. And I hope that the sessions themselves and anything that comes up for them with me, it's not just going to be, if you're curious, 100% inner voicing. I will use their inner voice with them and help them deepen that connection as much through the sessions as is I think the highest alignment for that session, let's say, but it's not like every week is going to be only inner voice session, only inner voice session. It's going to be chatty. It's going to be them sharing. It's going to be me sharing. If I think I can share something that relates and might be helpful for them and it will be inner voice and it will be emotional being back release. So it's kind of all the things that can be in the best and highest for you listening and the listener participant in the series as well. Okay. So now this is a fun little side tangent, but kind of kind of goes along with this idea of the, the flow. This is, as you can see, one of the big new pieces of our future of the team lively and so forth going forward. So transitioning out of the foundation, putting those resources into the Beauty of Life series. This is where we're going next. We're also going to be redesigning the website and going into the new brand, essentially. Brand being like logo and look aesthetically to the work because Bella Lively, as you guys have heard me say a few times here on the show in those recent episodes, I'm transitioning my name. Legally, I'll still remain just Lively because I have too many countries and passports to make that all confusing, but I am preferring the name Bella Lively and going into that and in the brand as well. That'll be an expression here. And Bella Lively, living beautiful, the beauty of life, it all just cohesives so beautifully, to use the word again. Um, So that is all happening. And in this kind of idea of the flow of things, the flow of time is something I wanted to share today in case it might be useful for you or relating to anything you're experiencing, have experienced, or will soon experience in your reality in case it could be useful because I find it very fascinating in my own reality that it's showing up in so many, now that I'm a little bit more aware of it, consistent ways. And I'm like, ooh, now that I'm aware, I can be more deliberate about what is happening. So I want to go share some examples of this, the timing of flow, because sometimes you hear about this idea of flow or alignment and you're like, well, what does that mean? What does flow look like? What if things feel hard or what if you're supposed to do the hard thing, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to give some real world examples and then I'm going to share, you're going to see the trend that I started to observe. So I'm going to back all the way up to when I was in Detroit a few, like a month ago, gosh, time is so 
wonky to me now, but a few several weeks ago, a month ago, somewhere in that range, I was in Detroit and I was going into Ann Arbor for a day or two days. I left Detroit. I took an Uber to meet my spiritual grandma, so to say. She's been in my life for years and years and years. I love her so much. She means so much to me. Even though my family doesn't have the spiritual side to connect to, this woman in Ann Arbor, Michigan is a mother of seven, a widow of many years, and is obviously a grandmother to many, many grandchildren. I don't know exactly how many she has, but I feel like I, in some ways, are like her daughter or grandchild as well. She's in her late 70s, I think. She's kind of timeless, ageless, but she's incredibly wise, and she's been an incredible elder in my reality that has been able to help me navigate this journey I've been on. Wherever I've been in the world, I've been able to have sessions with her and be able to have these calls with her. And she just is a really dear, personal, personal person in my life. So anyways, I was very excited to be able to see her for the first time in many years as I was back in Ann Arbor. So I saw her and then I had a speaking engagement later that day at the University of Michigan at my favorite professor's class. So I was going to kind of do two birds with one stone, go and do both. So see Barbara and then go to the speaking engagement. So I'm seeing Barbara. And at the time I was feeling a little bit, I think a lot of people, I think there was five people in Ann Arbor at the time that were all feeling sick. Barbara included a little bit under the weather. I was feeling this weird I forget the symptoms I had. So I was like, of course, she hasn't had the vaccine. She hasn't had COVID ever. I do not want to <laughs> hurt Barbara's health in any way. And I wasn't sure. I hadn't taken a COVID test to know if it was actually COVID. I did later take a test and it was negative. So I didn't have COVID and neither did Barbara. But I wore a mask when I was in the room with her and we had a fan blowing in between because that's how she felt comfortable. And she was wearing a mask too. Just in case, we just did not want anything to happen to Barbara. So as I was chatting with her and catching up with her, I think it was about an hour and a half of talking through the mask. And I hadn't worn a mask in a long while, and I was doing a lot of talking. So at some point in an hour and a half in, I got really annoyed having the mask. Every time I was talking, it was like sucking into my mouth like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and so I started to notice this friction and annoyance. Here I am with this favorite friend, dear person in my life, and I'm feeling annoyed in this this perfect time, or in my mind story of it, perfect time, and now I've got this annoyance. So eventually I get irritated by this mask thing, and we end up wrapping up the session right around that period. I got irritated, and then I went and got an Uber, went over to the university. I hadn't eaten by that time, and it was about 1 p.m., and I had the speaking at 2, something very, you know, later in the day. I hadn't really eaten much yet, and I had, because of the timing of the irritation and the choice to leave, I wasn't irritated at her, but just the mask and the whole situation was was really feeling off. As I went out and then got the Uber, got to the campus, and then I had just, just, just enough time to get a smoothie or some kind of food quickly into me before the speaking engagement. So had I stayed any moment longer at Barbara's and every other thing took the same amount of time, I would have been late to the speaking engagement or I wouldn't have been able to eat. But I was feeling really off because of a little bit of the flu symptoms or cold symptoms I had that day. And also not having eaten, it would have been a really big energy crash to speak in front of this class without any energy and also my just like health being a little bit compromised. So anyways, that irritation I later realized with the 
mask, which was like the presenting issue, actually was a sign to leave the session. And it worked out perfectly to get just enough time to go into the smoothie and then to the speaking engagement. So interesting. So I just looked at that. I thought that was really interesting. I was really irritated. I don't normally feel that irritated, but it ended up wrapping up the session and it got me into the next scene perfectly. This was actually recently here in Sydney. I caught up with my friend, Catherine. Haven't seen Catherine in three or four years because of COVID and not being back in Sydney. Saw Catherine for lunch at our favorite place we used to go to all the time together back in the day. And we're having this lunch and we're talking and talking and talking. And then all of a sudden, next to us in the little cafe, there were two women that were talking and they were having a great time laughing and chatting, but they were so loud. So, so, so loud. And then I realized like actually the whole restaurant was loud, but them being louder than the rest of the very loud restaurant made it even louder. And it got to the point where I was getting really annoyed at the girls next to us because I was trying to focus on Catherine in our conversation, but their noise next to us was really irritating me. And so again, in a sense, I had the same sense of like irritation and I ended up again, you know, Catherine said, oh, I have another appointment to go to. So she kind of wrapped it up. It wasn't like I was like, I need to get out of here. (laughs) I didn't do that. But I noticed the sense of irritation from the girls next to me and then the general loudness of the cafe that Catherine had to go anyways. But we leave and then I end up going on this little adventure, going window shopping before I had a dentist appointment. And without any idea of what I would do in that time between the appointment and lunch, I ended up getting a surprise purse. My intuition led me to at Celine of all places. It's really cute and blue. Didn't have the idea for a blue purse. I did love the shape and I've seen other purses like that kind of half moon, half circle shape, but I had never seen that one at Celine. It just flowed beautifully. I even met a photographer who I do need photographer in Sydney to do photos. If you know any good photographers in the Sydney area, please let me know because I will like to get new photos for the new website. But I was knowing I wanted to get a photographer. Funny enough, at Celine that day of all experiences, they were having an event where they had a photographer on staff that day to take photos of whatever the little event was. I don't know if they had like a new launch of something, but I was just there to spend time for the appointment because I knew I was near the dentist's office. But this little purse situation unfolds. And as I'm trying it on and debating and loving it, and it even matches my outfit, of course, whenever I find I'm like, get a surprise purse from my intuition, where it's like, yeah, we wanted you to get this. (laughs) I end up wearing an outfit that it looks perfect with. It's so interesting. And then other times I will try a purse on that I've maybe seen on Instagram or that looks really pretty. I've seen somehow in other places and it just doesn't match the outfit and it doesn't spark joy. It's funny that the things that are most aligned on these like little impulse things or the right thing for me often matches without me thinking I'm even going to be at that store that day. But the thing that I'm wearing, it just kind of shows how well it slots into my life because I'm already wearing something that it slots into in my life. So then I meet the photographer and I'm like, gosh, if I didn't have that extra window of time after that lunch and the purse didn't you know, spark joy like it did, I wouldn't have stayed in the store and I wouldn't have later met the photographer. But because I was there without any rush, because I had a lot of time before the appointment, I was able to meet the photographer, get the details, and I could choose if I want to in January to work with that photographer. So that was an interesting 
feeling because just like with the Barbara session, I was irritated, not at Barbara or Catherine, but something in the experience towards the end of the experience only started to feel off. And so a transition happened of time. I flowed into something new. Now, that second one was interesting because the feeling felt similar. Then this week, this actual week here, this week, I was working on this idea for a newsletter. So I have this little concept in my head floating around about sharing my favorite things with you because I love the beauty of this world and I love curating beautiful things that feel so Bella in me. And I asked on Instagram if you guys would like me to share my favorite things that I'm finding. It could be anything. It could be a book. It could be a picture or it could be a piece of art. It could be a handbag. It could be skincare. It could be makeup. It could be anything that I'm really finding joyful. I asked if, would you guys like me to share those things? Because not everybody has the time I do to go into that stuff. Some people's lives are much, much busier or you know, I love seeing other people's curations. That's actually the kind of content I follow most on the internet for me because I love beauty so much. I love following people that cultivate that aesthetic and then show me what they found basically through the internet. It's so fun and inspiring and opens me up to things I never would have found on my own. And especially because I follow people worldwide, I get to have a whole understanding of what is available in different places I maybe didn't know about otherwise. And so maybe I could do that for you guys. So I was working on this newsletter format just for the fun of it. It's like, that could be fun to work on this newsletter. Maybe I'll actually want to be a little bit more hands-on with the design in our in our team, I guess, because normally that would be something that a team member would implement, not me directly. I might pick the things and I might do the podcast and the copy and stuff like that for the things, but I wouldn't normally design the newsletter itself. So I thought, well, maybe let's give this a try. Maybe that'll be something fun to curate beauty since I'm loving that so much. That's so fun. Let's see if this is fun also. So I'm working on this newsletter at the Ace Hotel, which is fun, liking the vibe for a little while. So I'm working on the newsletter and I'm having fun with it at first. It's, you know, kind of fun. The place is fun. I'm enjoying myself to a point, but then I start to get irritated. And I notice that irritation now, that pattern is starting to emerge for me. I'm like, hmm, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next, but this feeling feels a lot like I felt when I had lunch with Catherine and I had this session with Barbara. So I decide to wrap up the newsletter this week and I just like stop working on it. I don't even know why. I'm like, you know what? This didn't really get anywhere super satisfying, but I'm just going to let it go because I'm feeling irritated and I'm going to flow into something. I don't even know what. So I get off uh, the computer, I put in my bag and I start walking out of the cafe or the hotel cafe. And as I'm walking back, I was like, I, I guess I was, I think I walked back to my apartment. Yeah, that's probably what I did. And as I did, I called my friend Jess. And as you guys might know, I talked to Jess many hours a day when it flows for us. She's in Detroit and we're kind of each other's emotional support person, our companion in life at this point in life. And it's so nice. And so I gave her a call and she picked up and it was so interesting. At the time, she was feeling good, but kind of like making all these lists for things in her life and like thinking of all the habits she wanted to do and making checklists for herself. And, you know, as I was talking to her about it, I was like, hmm. And we kept talking and talking. And then I like helped her in her voice. And then I helped her release a bunch of beanbags. Three hours later, I had this three hour impromptu session for her. A very informal one, of course, because we were just chatting. But I really like, we opened into a really deep, 
deep, deep, deep look and dive into a lot of things that were causing that desire to have all these lists and checklists and plans and habits in her life. We released the beanbags. We did a lot of inner voicing and we really unwound all of the tension that was causing that desire for all those habit building behaviors that were causing that in the first place. Because in natural way, the actual harmony and alignment of any actual useful habits will happen organically. It doesn't have to be forced, but beanbags and, you know, lack of mind understanding of the inner voice can make that seem like the best possible step. It's very mass consciousness to think you need to go action step checklist your way through life, but it's really not how any cheetah bird or enlightened person's waking up every day. There's no checklist. So I helped her to find that peace, clarity, and stability in herself that she thought the checklist life would live and provide for her, she'll still do all the things that are really essential, but all the ones that were just actually fluff and filler to give her a sense of self of completion and accomplishment were just released because we were able to give her that clarity. And I loved, I was lit up. I was so tired while I was working on the newsletter. And then I was so energized immediately after helping her for three hours on the phone. That's what I was meant to be doing. So the newsletter, it was time to change shape. The flow of things was time to do something different. And that different looked like helping a friend for three hours on the phone. It didn't look like doing the newsletter. And funny enough, the newsletter, as I sat and pondered it later, realized, hmm, well, the format and the style I was looking at is probably not actually the best way to do that because most people will look at the newsletter on their phone. It won't be on their desktop. So I should really be thinking about how will this look on a phone in mobile rather than in a desktop email scenario. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I would have spent all this time curating a style that I would have then had to pick apart and change later anyways. So I actually saved time on what that newsletter will be. I also may not be the one to actually design it. Maybe that's not the place that I spend the time, or maybe the flow will bring me back into alignment to doing that in the best and highest way later. But in that specific afternoon, in that specific moment, it was time to do the newsletter until it was time to help Jess. But my inner voice didn't say, go help Jess or call Jess now. It didn't do something like that. I just had the knowingness that something was off with what I was doing and I had the courage to let go, surrender, not push forward, not push through. I let it go and I lit up from within so much. I was so on fire. My soul so wanted to help Jess and I did. And it was perfect. It was so interesting. And then last but not least, I have actually recorded for you guys. This is the next episode you're hearing, but I've actually recorded two Q&As for you. <laughs> and what else did I do? Oh yeah, I tried another type of podcast similar to this one three other times and none of them flowed. I felt irritated after every single one. And this is the one that's going to actually go out to you. But the last time I did it, I tried three different times and I was like, no, that's not it. I normally don't ever do this, by the way. It's so funny. Jess asked me, I told her she, I jokingly said she cursed me because the other day she asked, do you ever record podcasts and not air them? And I said, well, I've been podcasting for nine years. And I said, no, I mean, maybe like four or five over the years I haven't aired that I've recorded, but no, normally they just go up. Well, here we are after she asked that question. I'm on my fifth one <laughs> for the next episode for you. So anyways, I was doing that one, the session of three attempts the last time. And again, it just wasn't flowing. I was, they were fine, but they just didn't feel like the feeling was like, yeah, that needs to go out. 
done. <laughs> so on the third one, I just gave up and I was like, all right, I'm just going to let this go the other day. And I called again, Jess, just like something to do. And then I got to help her even more. I forget exactly what she needed support with on that day, but she was going through something and I was able to help her with it. And she had called me three minutes before I finished the last attempt at the podcast, but I didn't see the phone. So after that last one just gave up on, I was like, all right, this is not flowing. I'm going to just call Jess. And I did, and I was able to support her even more. So anyways, what I have noticed is that there are times now where the flow I'm being called to next is coming through a sense of something being a little bit off. And I don't mentally have any idea why it's off. I can just tell that there's something that's bothering me that would make me want to complete the action because it's just not feeling good anymore to keep doing it. I guess you could say it's not quite like being satisfied from food, like when you're full stop eating, because the satisfaction, maybe I could even get a little bit more sensitive to the dissatisfaction, irritation feeling though. And maybe I could just end it even quicker. So the minute it kind of goes, oh, done. That also does normally happen too. I do often, often have senses of something feels done or complete and these more aligned frequencies, that's fine. And I love, and that's normally what I've known as flow. But I just wanted to share this other variation on flow. It's 922 as I say this, so I'm guessing there's some alignment in this, that sometimes when it feels frictiony, it's time to step back. I guess also remember that not just when it feels complete, not just when it feels, oh, that was good, that was great. Sometimes when it's feeling frictiony, that's also the time to release. That's also a sign that something new is next and that's the next highest new thing to do. So let go, basically. When it feels really, really irritating, don't keep pushing the irritation forward. There's something else. And then you don't even have to know what the next thing is. Just wander the mall because you are got time before your dentist appointment or leave the cafe that you're working in and call a friend or go on to the next appointment that you actually know you need to do in a speaking engagement scenario and just have the perfect amount of time needed for that event. Like it's so interesting to see that it can be also from that place too, that it's guiding you. It guides not only from done. That was amazing. I'm so complete. But also, hmm, this doesn't feel (laughs) so good anymore. Even though I love these people like Catherine or Barbara or this newsletter thing should be feeling fun, but it's not anymore. Do I just need to keep going at it anymore? Keep pushing it? No, let it go. Podcast attempts, let them go. Just do something next that feels like the next most natural, easy thing to do and let that flow you to the next most easy thing to do because it just might be guiding you to something new, a new experience that's right for you. So there you have it. Thank you guys so much as always. Remember, Try IVFT for free is happening this week. We also have the Beauty of Life applications open through the end of this year. So send those over to us if you wanna be one of those participants. And remember to tune into the timing of your flow. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today. <laughs>